What's going on, Patriot Sports Radio fans? This is Will from the Game On Podcast, Game On YouTube channel, and Game On Locals community. Hey, if you're someone who enjoys sports and sports betting, and you, you're tired of everything you're getting from ESPN, Fox Sports, anything from the mainstream media, hell, it's the reason why you're here on Patriot Sports Radio, which we all love. If you want some more Real content, real hot takes, real sports picks. You come over to gameon.locals.com. That is my locals community. It's a community of sports fans who work together. We sh- we talk sports. We share sports articles. We find picks that we like together, and we make money off of these games. And we just have a good time chopping it up. If that's something that might interest you. Well, come over to gameon.locals.com, and because you guys are Patriot Sports Radio listeners, I'm going to give you a special promo code, and that. Is promo code game on now it's free to join, but you use the promo code game on, you'll get access to everything for one month free. You get access to about 80% of things, but with the promo code, you'll get full access 100% open up, see our daily live chats, be able to post and comment yourself into the community. Anything you want, come check it out gameon.locals.com. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Come check out gameon.locals.com and let's start winning money together today. This is Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. Fed up with the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. If it's sports from the high school level to the pros, we're talking about it. Like the red-blooded Americans we are. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. Let's do this. Here's Eric. John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio Football Edition. My name is Eric. I'm still your host. We're all here and accounted for. We got Chris over there shoveling coal in the furnace like he always does. We got John out there in the land of Black Diamonds and Legal Reefer. Coach is down in Tornado Alley somewhere, running padded practice in between the thunderstorms. Not only that. We have our good buddy Will from Game On to talk Rams cap with us. And I'm absolutely positive we'll get into some Baker Mayfield stuff as well. Game on! <laughs> Car! I'd like to also welcome to the show it's... our token resident sports girl, Angela. She's already making us more organized and well-rounded. Not only that, she's a hockey fan. So at this point, the sky is the limit. This is slowly turning into a Wayne's World podcast, yeah. and I love that. Yeah, I'm all I'm all for that. but. The first thing we did was shut off her mic, and then we told her she's too loud. So it's going well. <laughs> I think it was the other Our, way around. I think we told her she was too too loud and then shut off her mic. <laughs> yeah. Our journey to equality has started with a stutter step, but we are on the right course, I promise. All right. Football. Let's check in with our guest first. Will, how are you doing? It's been a minute since I've seen you. I think the NFL draft. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, pleasure to be on. And yeah, uh, it's it's been a while other other than, but uh, yeah, no, it's great to be on here. Uh, always uh, follow you guys and uh, um, was listening to a couple recent episodes of, that you guys had and you guys got into some salary cap stuff with the Rams after the Aaron Donald signing. And I was listening to it and I was literally talking to my phone i'm talking to my phone i'm like you know guys listen here's up and i'm just like and i'm like looking around i'm like oh someone thinks i'm crazy for sure but uh glad to be on here so we can talk about that and whatever else comes up and uh yeah i am not a not a capologist guy i'll sit there and talk about average yards gained after close and yards of separation at the point of target all day but caps and voidable years uh, that's that's just my brain doesn't work like that you know and i'm not i'm not claiming to be an expert but i'm a i'm a math guy and i did i did a couple couple months ago i i was curious about some things and so i was diving into the cap of just general cap stuff in the nfl because it can be very complicated so i made a video on it um because i was curious going into the to the draft of like how does this work for some teams what you know obviously the draft doesn't really affect them that much but free agency in the nfl who can sign who and and offer what and how are they going to make it work so i kind of dove into the cap a little bit and uh with the rams i think i think what they did was was just absolutely ridiculous with some of their signings this offseason but we'll get into that later 
Absolutely. Another thing we'll get into is parenthood. We're starting a little late tonight because you have a young one there that you needed to tend to get to sleep. Uh, we'll be we'll be excited to talk to you about your uh, how old is your is your little one? Uh, so I have a little guy that's going to be two next month and then I have a two month old. Oh, yeah. You are in the thick of it. Yeah, and also a 12-year-old daughter. So not only do I have a middle school daughter, which is just insane, <laughs> let's just say, but I, I also have uh, I have two young young ones as well. So it's busy. I guess. Yeah. Father's <laughs> Day this weekend. You better get a pile of cards. and uh... Happy Father's Day, Will. Happy Thank Father's you. Day, Happy brother. Father's Day to you guys, too. And all the spit up down your back. I mean, yeah. yeah. I have one 12-year-old daughter and... All I can handle. I'm going to be I'm honest. All I can handle. Yeah. God, they say God only gives you what you can handle. And he gave me exactly. Uh, Eric, I, I don't know if you'd agree with me on this, but, uh, you know, as, as, as a man, it's really difficult to even understand women, right? We, we can't even, we can't figure them out. It's hard to figure out women. 12 year middle school girls is a whole nother level. And it's like that. I go, this is where it starts right here is where it's like, this is why we don't understand you. <laughs> I'm just like, I, <laughs> it starts well, here. Well, <laughs> I, I, you know, I have three daughters, uh -huh. uh, 23, 16, and 13, and they're just assholes between <laughs> sixth and eighth grade. And then something flips about the time you hand them a car on their 16th birthday, and they're spectacular for the rest of their life. They're just daddy's oh, girls. Oh, thank again. you for giving me but some man, hope. There, there's that between I got my first period and 16, that fuck, man. I don't even know who she is. Her head's spin around. Shit's coming out. I don't get it. Well, it's that's because, Chris, you're about to get to the stage where you're the dumbest person in every room. Yes. That's what's, that's what's fixing to happen. You're the buffoon in every sitcom. I, got, I have an 18 in my house, and uh, anything that is said in the room, automatically I'm the dumbest person in the room. If it's not something on TikTok that's viral, it's not true. Well, that's 100% <laughs> yes. accurate. <laughs> essentially wow that's a great segue to get into some football did you hear what tyreek hill said about yes. Tua? i'll read it for you tyreek hill caused a stir when claiming new miami dolphins teammate Tua tugavailoa boy i'm gonna have to learn how to say that now huh is a more accurate passer than patrick mahomes he said quote Obviously, like I'm going to go with 15 as the strongest arm, but as far as accuracy wise, I'm going to all day End quote Hill said in his new, it needed to be said podcast. I've never, I haven't listened to one episode. I can promise you Ty Tyreek. It doesn't need to be said. It doesn't. If you're saying it, it doesn't need to be said. So on Thursday, they caught up with Patrick Mahomes and he gave the half a billion dollar MVP quarterback answer. He said, I'm surprised a little because we love Tyreek here. That's all. That's all he said, because he has class. I don't know. I've watched both guys play. I feel like I feel, <laughs> I feel like Mahomes has him in both. Coach, you watch a lot of Big 12 football. You've seen him sling that thing around quite a bit. What's your take? Uh, Tua or Patrick Mahomes? Who are you taking to start a franchise today? Oh, uh, I. I'm definitely uh definitely on the side of Mahomes on this one. I think that every time that that uh Tyreek opens his mouth on his podcast, it only reaffirms the fact that the Chiefs are the smartest people in the room because um I, I feel like that that is going to be a recording that is going to come back and bite him in the ass periodically going forward. And 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 what I mean by that is this. Uh Fast forward till about week ten when the Dolphins are uh, trying to trying to be third in the West, in the East there, and uh, because the East is not going to be a cakewalk, you, you, you've got some real juggernauts there, um, and, and some sleeping giants there that that are trying to get back into uh, greatness with with the Patriots, and and I just feel like that we are headed towards something that we're going to hear again periodically, uh, you know that. The thing that I think, uh, the thing that, that, that Father Time is undefeated and, and, and speed is something that Tyreek Hill really relies on. And if, if there's one thing in history that, that continues to repeat itself, it's that 
the skills of speed diminish over time. So eventually, that's going to be something a little different. And and I don't think that there's quite the arsenal of weapons in Miami that there was to to go with him, namely a guy named Travis Kelsey, um, who is going to benefit greatly from this move. Um, but I th- I think that that definitely he shouldn't have said that, and I do think that that is going to come back, and we're going to hear that periodically throughout the season. Uh, I I don't hate Tua. I don't think that he is um, a, a bad quarterback at all. I don't I I don't think that he is on the level of Patrick Mahomes as far as the ability to improvise on busted plays, and we have seen that uh, time and time again already. So I'll pass yeah. the hat. <laughs> uh, Will, you were you were audibly um, baffled by what I read. Uh, well, I, I had to respectfully push back a little bit, Coach, and, and here, here's why. Tyreek has 120 million reasons why he said what he said. More importantly, he has 72.2 million guaranteed reasons to say why he said, or what he said, what, um, what he said. And he's just out there defending his quarterback. It, he knows that's what he's got to do. He's got to make his guy confident, and he knows that's what the organization wants. They're the one that got rid of Brian Flores because Flores didn't want Tua, and they want to stick with Tua. So they've got to make him feel good. We all know, now joking aside, okay, we all know we've already seen what we've seen from Tua. Now, could he could he still have a breakout year and end up being a great quarterback? Sure, okay. But right now, I think what he actually said was the complete opposite. Wasn't Tua, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't he one of the best in the league in the deep ball, but accuracy was kind of down, right? Uh, kind of flip-flop, whereas if you're thinking Patrick Mahomes, that guy's accurate no matter what. Yeah, he can throw a good deep ball, but he's actually the more accurate one, and, and Tua, I think, statistically is actually better with the deep ball. And who does that benefit? That benefits Tyreek. Whether he slows down or not, uh, he's, that that's what Tyreek wants. He wants Tua to have the confidence in him to run down there and be like, Hey, you know, you can just chuck it up there and I can go get it. So I think not only is he doing it because the organization wants him to do it. Yes. Uh, to give confidence to his quarterback, but also to build that relationship with Tua and to show that he's moved on from one of the greatest, probably going to be one of the greatest talents at quarterback in the NFL ever. So you're saying in week 10, we're not going to hear this clip again. You think this is just going to go to bed and that's going to be the end of it. Because the only way that it cures it is if the Dolphins are in the hunt in the East in Week Ten through Eighteen. Am, am I? Am I? I'm wanting to get you out on this ledge right here where you go ahead and throw down a unit on the Dolphins because all <laughs> I don't think the Dolphins. I don't think the Dolphins are doing anything this season. I think they're going to be a disaster. I see the coral underneath your shirt right there. I see you. You're going to rip off the Hawaiian. It's going to be coral and aqua. Uh, I can already tell you. I, I can tell you already. I've I've put a good size of uh, money on Patriots Week One plus three against the Dolphins. I don't think the Dolphins are doing anything this season. I'm just saying Tyreek is trying to pump up his quarterback, and we might hear this clip, but I don't think people are going to care enough to dig up this clip. I mean, things move so fast in the media nowadays. No one's going to go back and look at this because no one right now. No one's taking this seriously. We're not taking this seriously of what he's saying. So it's just going to be one of those things they say. Nothing brings back a wonderful audio soundbite like uh, a three interception day or uh, (laughs) perhaps uh, an ACL injury in week eight and heaven forbid. But, you know, just saying. Or he goes four for 20 in completions. He's the most accurate. (laughs) Yeah, the most accurate quarterback, more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. Especially when Mahomes has five TDs. Yeah. 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 He was like 31 of 35 with five touchdowns, no picks. (laughs) What, oh, it, they'll lead with it either way. Yep. Go yeah. ahead, John. What you got? You know, we like to blast quarterbacks who are rah rah guys for their team, and I get that because what he said was it was just inaccurate. It's so easy. Tua is not a proven quarterback, so let's just ease the brakes on that one. Conversely, in Chicago, Justin Fields just flat out says, we ain't ready to play a game. <laughs> so which do we want? Because both get blasted. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he came out today. We're not ready. <laughs> like, <laughs> we know, man. Don't say it. Uh, yeah. Just find a happy medium. Be like, hey. I, and I'm not I'm not advocating for just utterly boring speak. Oh, yeah, we're doing all the right things, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I love honesty and I would love something a little bit more polished than we ain't ready. Um, so I, it's just interesting to see the two different styles of, uh, of people in the media. 
John, did you see where they rolled out Buckus? You see Buckus? They they went ahead and somebody stuck a mic in front of Buckus. Oh, good, and sweet. It, oh, it's it's classic because he's he's still chapped about Rogers claiming he owns him. He's he's like if if he would have played, he would have got thrown in jail, and everybody ought to take that personally. And that, I was like, you know uh, what? I've never liked the Bears a day in my life, but gosh, I like this guy. <laughs> and whenever it starts getting rough and bumpy before the season starts, and you got Fields saying they're not ready, someone throws a mic and gets a sound bite from Buckus. That was awesome. He's he's ready to fight. He wants to fight somebody in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's. It's been an interesting media week. In addition to that, um, I was going to throw this in into the BS comment along with Tyreek is uh, some unnamed person I'm not going to name from ESPN seems to think the Bears are going to be the worst team in the league. And this is why I love these podcasts. We bring Will on. We bring in all these people and they actually believe what they say. And so it's not this weird posturing trying to root your quarterback up to a standard that you can actually play with. It's not to me. I just love that we get on and we actually believe it because tell you what you turn on ESPN and you really have to sift through a lot of fluff. And so I'm glad we got will on. I also just want to take a dig at some jackass who thought the bears are going to be last in the league. I just thought I'd shoe that shoehorn that in right there. I I was going to bring that up. Once you brought up Justin Fields, I appreciate his honesty though. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do too. Um, you know, the new regime seems to be pretty cut and dry, whereas Matt Nagy was was the opposite of that. Nothing he said ever made sense. I always oh. wanted to punch him in the face. He always said, well, we're going to look at the tape. You're not looking at the tape, dude. You suck. Yep. <laughs> you just wrote Ugh. you just wrote B.U. on the bottom of your play card and you thought that was going to, I don't know, be magical or something. <laughs> None of the plays on that Denny's menu that you have as a play call sheet makes any sense. They're great plays if you have Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the French slam. And also, should should any team be ready to play in June? It's a long season. I don't mind that. You know, they shouldn't be ready to play. It's it's what many camps right now. Some some teams haven't even started their mandatory camps. I mean, like the Browns. Uh, I I, kind of like what he's saying. Yeah. To me, it's a sign of leadership, yeah, right? Yeah. If if yeah. you're overcompensating, you're like Tyreek Hill and you're putting it out there. He's super accurate. But if you're a good leader, you're saying, shit, boys, we ain't ready. We need to work. <laughs> yeah. And maybe stop losing. Maybe stop losing some practices here. And and I love to hear that. Would you not have loved it if they'd have come out and said, well, well hell yeah, we, we had the uh, we had the free padded practice there and we got penalized. We're going to try to get. At least ten more. We'll take the penalty because we need the practice. I mean, I would yeah. I would have liked to hear something like that of if I was a Bears fan of, hey man, we're we're trying to right the ship over here, and if we're if we have to do whatever we're gonna do, if we got to get some guys from the Home Depot parking lot to come down here, <laughs> it's gonna happen. We're gonna right the ship. Buckus, maybe he's still got some left in the tank. We're doing everything. Everybody in, bear down or whatever they say. <laughs> well, let's, say let's, bear down. let's listen to the the legend himself, Bill Belichick, coming off of three wins in four seasons, uh, right? What uh, does he say going into the next season? He just won three titles in four years. He goes, this team hasn't won shit yet. That's his <laughs> mentality going into the season. And that's what you yes. got to have because yep. it's a new season. You know who wasn't fucking ready? were the Pittsburgh Steelers, Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, TJ Watt, and I believe Alex Highsmith. They were not ready when they ran into Lawrenceville, Pennsylvania, 62-year-old Meg Burkhart on the pickleball court. She didn't know who they were. She just got into a game with them and kicked their asses. And afterward, they took a picture with her. She said, I thought, oh, maybe he needs a paddle. I have an extra paddle, and that'll be a great way to kind of get myself in there. So she grabbed her extra paddle and walked over and plopped (laughs) down on the bench next to Alex Highsmith and just kind of started talking. They got into a game, and she worked these guys. (laughs) Have you seen this? I did see that. I I haven't heard about this. I'm I'm in the land of pickleball, so I, I've seen it well. Um, I've played with old people, um, and t- let me tell you, they're they're hustlers too. You go out there. Uh, 
I play in Denver and Colorado Springs and in Colorado Springs, it's where there's a lot more old people. And I'm telling you, like, they're like the little kid at the basketball court, just like looking for a pickup game. Like here comes little old Susie who's got her paddle ready. You guys got room for one more? It's like, get out of here. No, (laughs) you've been playing for 20 years and it's such a uh, soft touch game that it's totally believable that, I mean, you have to take maybe four steps in a good round. So it's not like you need a lot of endurance, but if you know where to drop the ball and everything, you can work anybody. It doesn't matter if there's a pro athlete on the other side. So I saw this laughed because I get it. Uh, I have lost to an older person and I challenge them to tennis and they tell me to beat it. But (laughs) yeah, this is, this is is great. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. So if you're out there, you're, you're an athletic person and you think you can take somebody who's a seasoned vet and pickable, uh, don't put money on it. No, evidently I'm hearing more and more about pickleball. This is like the sport that's sweeping the nation. And, and this, this four steps thing, I could get into that. In in my edition here, they uh, they put I didn't know I, I've never heard of pickleball and and my son came home and tried to anytime anytime my sixteen year old blows in the door and wants to hustle his old man at some new sport I've never heard of I'm automatically a little bit like that's that's bullshit so uh, but part of you has to be part of you has to be like bring it on oh there's a little <laughs> bit there's a little bit but he he's uh he. He's got a little of his old man in him and he'll go ahead and take my money. He'll clean a clock if he needs to. He'll just he'll just go ahead and take your money and and it'll be your up to you to learn the lesson. But uh anyhow, so then a, a week later I see in the uh old HOA newsletter that I rarely read except for when it's talking about me not pulling in my trash can soon enough. Uh it says we are installing a pickleball court. And so as I was talking to Mary and Jerry, my neighbors who are retired and visit the pool every morning about uh, 6 a.m., uh, when, when, when no one is allowed there that is uh, under the age of, I don't know, 60. Uh, hey, Mary's only 29. Hey, she's, she's a wonderful lady. Anyhow, she was, uh, she was telling me about the pickleball court, and I knew that there was something to this if, if they were up there. So I was out one morning about the wee hours of the morning and I drove by there and it was very much uh like it reminded me of what I would picture a basketball court in the Bronx looking like only everyone there the average age was about 76 and I I I just felt like if I stopped and and visited with anyone there that I was going to leave without my 401k and probably (laughs) need a ride home so I I did not I did not venture into that I uh, just went on and got my biscuit and came back. I, I do think you're onto something that it is a little bit of a hustler's game, kind of like when you start throwing dice and you've never done it before. Vegas is not the place to learn on something like that. Going to one of those arenas, you're just chum in the water. I I, I wouldn't recommend it. So. There was some pain of personal experience <laughs> in your tone there, Coach. <laughs> whether you're going to play your son or you're going to play Mary Lua and, and whoever Mary and Jerry, it's going to, it's going to end with you chucking the pickleball paddle and saying, this ain't a fucking real game. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, how I, do it. I can tell you, I had, I had, uh, I had flashbacks of when I was about nine years old and my first gambling lesson. Let's go back uh, in time here in the time machine. And, I came in one afternoon and my dad was watching a sprint car race on the uh, on the TV, and uh, so we get to discussing this race. Steve and Kendrick he said, "I tell dominating. you, tell you what, I'll I'll pick one, you pick one, and we'll uh, just wager on the race." And I was like, "No, you know, I don't I don't know a lot about this or whatever." And he's like, "Oh, just just pick one, and we'll do it for a buck." Okay, so I pick one, he picks one. He goes, "I tell you what." Well, up at the $5, you can take the field. I'll take my guy. Thought it was a pretty safe bet. I said, sure. We watched the race, and of course, his guy uh, ends up passing passing and winning the race on the last lap. And uh, so I paid him my money and uh, come to find out the race was rebroadcast and it had been shown every night that week on TV. (laughs) Uh, That was lesson number one. You got 50 Think I ever got my $5 back? No. No, lesson number one, know what you're gambling on. That's a lesson to your the kids at home watching uh, PSR here. 
That's a free one. That's a free one from the old coach. I would say if that only costs you five bucks to learn, that that's oh, valuable information. That's right there. a great looking, deal looking, for that lesson. <laughs> looking back on it, it was it was money well spent. But uh-huh. like I said, you think I ever got my five bucks back? Nope. Never. Never saw it again. <laughs> I got all kinds of money stories tonight. Actually, now that I look at it, we got uh, Michael Vick saying he would have made a bunch more money and he would have, well, <laughs> he would have stayed in college a lot longer and made a bunch of money had NIL been around. I mean, the deals he would have got would have been incredible. And then Minka Fitzpatrick got a giant contract from the Steelers. And then there's the Rams situation. Will, you're our uh, you're our capologist. I already told people you're an expert, so too late. Um, which one of these would you like to tackle first? I kind of let's go into the Mike Vick one because um, I didn't. So I'm 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 younger. I, I'm I'm 30. So by the time Vick, I remember Vick being on on front of Madden and playing all that. I think. I didn't follow college football all that much when I was younger. I was more into the NFL. I didn't follow college like like I do now until I got into college and watched my Cougs be terrible. So I had to go look around and see, you know, watch the SEC and see what good football looks like. And uh, so wow. Vic, Vic in college, I, I, I don't know if I really remember much of that. So when he says he would have made a lot more and stayed there, I'm like, well, you did pretty good in the NFL getting $200 million contracts before those things were given out to every superstar now. Um, so th- I think that one's interesting. You guys will have of to inform me, uh, w- would it have been smart for him to stay in, in, in college with the, you know, NIL stuff? Or, I mean, if you look at it now and he got two different hundred million dollar contracts, even after going to prison, that's, that's, that, that seems pretty good to me. I think he better wrap up uh, and consider his financial status about as good as you're going to get, given everything he did. So That's I think exactly he, where I was going. With. Yeah, he did. I mean, sure, you stay in college another couple of years. You're a scrambling quarterback. If you really wanted to go back in time and roll the dice again, there's a fifty percent chance you blow out a knee in those remaining yeah. two or a year, year and a half. He would have only had one year left anyway. You have to leave. Or you can only yeah, leave yeah. after your junior. Yeah. So, I mean, I get what he's saying. He would have cashed in. It's basically saying I would have been a poster child for so many businesses because I'm such a, a huge athlete. I get that. Um, but if you're Mike Vick, you kind of just you, you, you keep on the straight and narrow and you just count your blessings. I think uh, it'd be appropriate for me to come in with a dad take on the Father's Day <laughs> week episode. Um, given the fact that he got caught having dogs fight to the death and, you know, murdering said dogs, et cetera, and hanging out with people who organize such things. I think had he stayed in school and then got millions of dollars hanging out with these guys without the spotlight of the NFL shining on him, he could have gotten into even worse trouble, probably for the best. Young Michael Vick didn't have millions of dollars and, you know, Lamborghinis like Bijan Robinson's just, I heard he can change his car every 45 days. This exotic dealership. What a life. <laughs> I, I will tell you guys as being the seasoned guy here, uh, I know some of you said, you know, Will, I mean, you're a young man. You probably don't remember this, but when, when Mike Vick was in college, uh, Back back in time, there's Must two things TV. that two things that you could count on, and and one was a Frank Beamer special teams touchdown, and two was Mike Vick with a three yard <laughs> loss and, and turning it into about a 97 yard gain, um, and 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 that was the playbook. It was it was Mike Vick uh, sweep Mike Mike Vick on the read option where everyone in the stadium knew he was going to keep it, and. Uh, you know, I I kind of agree with John on that. Yeah, he he probably would have made some money, but let's not forget the guy did a little time for a thing called dogfighting, which, you know, is right up there with the Tyreek Hill of punching his girlfriend on the corner who was pregnant. The only one thing that Oklahoma State couldn't get him out of. Um, so anyhow, yeah, he ought to just be happy where he's at, where he's at. He's done quite a turnaround and, you know, college – College would have been good good for him, but he is the kind of guy that, that does have a shelf life, as we all know. Um, and I, I think he's done well for himself. Well, to add on to add on to what you and Eric were saying, uh, and I was if, ironically, I was talking with a coworker about this today. Um, 
you give these younger kids millions of dollars, especially in college, look at, look at them when they get out of college and they get millions of dollars for being a first round draft pick. Look how much trouble they get in. Cause we, we always scratch our heads. Like you have your life set. You're a star NFL player. You're going to get a big contract. You've already got millions of dollars off your rookie contract. How do you screw it up? Look at Henry Ruggs, for example. I'm, I'm sorry to go that route, but I mean, like why the hell is this guy going 120 miles? You know, why are you doing stupid shit like that? Well, it's because you're a young man, young men do stupid things. And if you're, if imagine if he was in college. So, you know, at the same time, Mike Vick, like you're saying, Mike Vick might've made a couple more millions of dollars, but he might have, might have done something stupid in Absolutely. college that never, he wouldn't, might've never played in the NFL. So like his brother goes, both robbing ways. somebody in a McDonald's parking e- lot. Exactly. Right. And we talked on the show, Will, you, you weren't here with us when we talked about this, but as we, we discussed the explosive recipe for disaster, um, that is Tyreek in Miami. Does that not, <laughs> does that not just reek of some kind of issue happening before the end of the season? Because you know Kansas City is is let's let's just call it call it what it is. It's kind of vanilla. As I think far they as know nightlife, but Miami is not. My, <laughs> I mean, you know, I think Will Smith was onto something when he wrote the song about it. Well, I'll just say this: <laughs> if you're giving me odds, since I like to talk about betting, if you're giving me odds, and, and we got three things here. Uh, you got Tyreek is going to finish the season, play every single game. You got Tyreek is going to get injured at some point, or Tyreek is going to get in trouble and get suspended or not be able to play. I think Tyreek finishing the season is is you're getting like plus plus one thousand or something on that <laughs> because, I mean, the way he plays, he's injured. The way if the Dolphins start losing and he doesn't care and he goes out and gets into trouble because that's more fun than going and playing for a losing team, especially after. Going, you know, being competitive and, and winning Super yeah. Bowls, like that's a that's absolutely. a hard crash. Yeah, especially when you've got, like I said, seventy two million in guaranteed <laughs> in Miami. I mean, come on, you're going to get into some trouble. So, yeah, you're you're exactly right. Yeah, I mean, and if if he's not getting the ball, he's going to have a fit. I was going to bring up um, bold predictions. We can do that next Thursday. That'll be your homework. Everybody bring some bold predictions for next year. One of mine is MVS more touchdowns than Tyreek Hill. I really like that one. I feel good about it. Ooh, can I send some in to you guys? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I'll send them in. Let's do a whole bold predictions episode. Hop on. Yeah. And that's how it happens. There it is. Magic happens right there. I like it. Yep. Yep. Bold predictions. We'll we'll all bring bold predictions, and it'll be fun. We'll laugh at each other, call each other idiots. Is Um, Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl a bold prediction? No, no, no. (laughs) Even at his age, come on! I told you, forty-five year old. Four years ago. (laughs) Yeah, it will be again in four years. Is him not winning a Super? It is him not winning a a Super Bowl. It's a bold bold prediction if you say he does it for the Miami Dolphins. I was just going to say that. Yeah, that's right. I I still think there's a sliver of a chance. I actually, I actually, I actually, here's a bold prediction. I have a bold prediction. He does it for the 49ers. Wow. Wow. John John is of the conspiracy theory that there's uh, seven ways to uh, Dolphin ownership. That's yep, that's going to come through. Corporate espionage afoot. And again, I, I already ripped somebody tonight for not believing what they said. I really think he, up until probably very recently, was still trying to get to Miami. Oh, my God. Um, I know this is going to be off topics, but since we're talking about it, I did a whole episode, and we talked about it last time I was on, about how Belichick probably blew that whole thing up and yep. the conspiracy behind that. And that is fascinating, and I hope that's true because that is – just great drama. He's and if you want to f- see that video and figure it out for you listeners, you go to youtube.com forward slash game on podcast and you can find the video on my on my channel. That game is on. how it's done. <laughs> that is how it's done. You should have heard Adam plug in the golf podcast on the Acme Packers show. He's a natural. He's a natural. We're already past the half hour. Let's get to this Ram stuff. Um, my main question with the Rams last week was how the fuck? How do they keep doing this? How do they keep giving everybody life-changing money and then they do it again next year? Are they going to hit a wall at some point and be broke and we can laugh at them? Please 100%, say yes. 100%. Oh, thank God. 100%. And I'm going to go through it with you guys right now. I've, I've got their salary cap and everything pulled up. So 
here's here's why. And, and and I made I made videos talking about you know the Rams and all this stupid stuff that they've been doing and whatnot. And people go, people comment on on them saying, you know what, you know, obviously they're Rams fan. They go every year they say we spend too much and it's going to catch up to us and blah blah blah. And look at what we're doing. And it's like. You do realize, like, if you were going the route with Jared Goff, one, you wouldn't have won a Super Bowl, and two, you would have been in cap hell. The only reason why you got out of that is because you were able to actually get a little bit better contract with Stafford, and then you were (laughs) able to extend him, which is fine. If you want to extend Stafford, okay, I have no problem with that. You probably paid him a little bit too much, but it was real friendly for the next two years to allow you to sign a couple more people. I get it. But the reason why I say Aaron Donald was a absolute mistake and and I get a lot of heat for this but I think I I think a lot of people think Aaron Donald's going to keep being the Aaron Donald we know and listen what is he 31 now I think we see him fall off and fall off fast I see I think we see no more double teams on Aaron Donald and we're going to see it this season I think the person that knows this the most is Aaron Donald I don't think Aaron Donald threatens to retire because he's well off he's doing great no he did it to negotiate and I'm congrats to him for getting his money right he knew hey I need to get a contract now because my body is not up to where it it needs to be. Um, I know he's 31 is still young, but in football years, that's you, you're getting kind of a little bit over the hill and it falls off fast. I think he knew that. I think he played it perfectly to leverage a contract. And I think the Rams, like as good as he is, and say he even has a good good year this year, it is not worth it. And it's not worth it because of what you've already signed. And and we'll talk about the Cooper Cup stuff. I think I think you had to pay Cooper Cup. I think I think Cooper yeah. Cup. What he's done, I mean, as long as he stays healthy, I know there are some some concerns there, but that's with everyone. Wise receivers nowadays can pro- can basically stay healthy in the NFL because they, they're they not going to get taken out as much in games. And so I think Cooper Cup, why I, I personally don't like paying wide receivers, but if you're going to pay anyone, he 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 earns that with uh, yeah. with how he fits in that system and obviously how well he plays with Matthew Stafford. So. This year, we'll look at the salary cap this year. I, it doesn't really matter this year because it's already locked in and set. But you got Aaron Donald going $24 million against the cap. Jalen Ramsey going $23 million against the cap. Cooper Cup, $17 million. And the Matthew Stafford, $13 million. Okay, so you've got your top four players that you're paying. I think we all understand that quarterback is going to always be in the top four there, top five. Actually, it's probably always in the top three. It's kind of amazing that Stafford's not, which is scary what we're going to see next. But um, so you're paying a defensive tackle, a cornerback, a wide receiver, and a quarterback the most money of your salary cap, almost half of your salary cap. Okay, uh, let's update this to 2023, so next season. And this is why I say the Aaron Donald stuff was so stupid because now Aaron Donald is still the biggest against the cap hit, 38 million. So you got 38 million against the cap hit next year. You've got 20, almost 28 million with Cup. And then you've got Jalen Ramsey, 25 million. So some quick math for you guys out there. That's 60, that's 90 million, and you haven't even paid your quarterback yet. So you got 90 million to, and I know the salary cap keeps going up, but you got almost, we're looking at about 45% of your cap is on a defensive tackle, a wide receiver, and a cornerback. That is just that is dumb. And now, obviously, if they win a Super Bowl this year, they'll say it's worth it and whatnot. Okay, cool, whatever. But then this is just, it's like, they're going to, they literally, if they don't win a Super Bowl this year, it's, they're, they're not going to be competitive for the next five, maybe seven years. Because now we're going to get into the following season, 2024. And this is where it gets real ugly because Matthew Stafford starts costing them some money. So Matthew Stafford is now the highest cap hit of 50 million dollars uh well that's two seasons from now so two years of however old he is now what is that 38 i think it's 36 i'm not sure but look that up but 50 million for your quarterback now okay yeah that's fine quarterbacks are expensive and and you've got to pay them but 50 million against the cap okay that's only that's who knows what the cap's going to be there but you're looking at about at, at, at the best 40 percent of your money is spent on your quarterback and Maybe if he was in his early 30s, that would be reasonable. If this was Patrick Mahomes, we'd be like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. You got to do it for Patrick Mahomes. Matthew Stafford in his late 30s. Okay. And then this is where I'm I'm saying, like, I think Aaron Donald falls off because he's the second cap hit at 31 million. So now you got 50 million. That's 81 million on two players. Aaron Donald, who 
wanted to retire this year. And in two seasons from now, you're going to be paying him 31 million and you can't get out of it because this is where the cap stuff comes in. If you cut him and say, nah, we don't want to pay him that 31 million. Okay. You're still eating 20 million against the cap. So do you pay him that 11 extra 11 million or do you take a $20 million cap hit? No, you probably keep him. Even if he's a shell of himself, at least he's, he's a body out there and a veteran and you know, someone that can kind of lead the team. And then, and this is where they can get a little creative with it. They got Jalen Ramsey, who's going to be a $27 million cap hit. Now they could cut him for a cornerback. Yeah. And they could cut him and it would only be $11.4 million cap hit. Still not what you want if you're trying to be competitive. And then you also have Cooper cup, 26 million against the cap. Leonard Floyd, 22 million against the cap so it, oh it, yeah man i mean that's I five players this is two egregious. years this is two years from now two years from now you got what let's i'm gonna do some quick math here 80 uh uh, uh 116 i mean you're looking at, at between those top five you're looking at over 150 million between those those five players so you've got to cut cut a couple of them and if you're cutting them if you're cutting leonard floyd you're still eating 12 and a half million against uh dead dead salary cap you're you're uh jalen ramsey you cut him you're still eating 11.4 million you cut aaron donald you're still eating 19.5 you cut cooper cup you're still eating 17 million so it's 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 cap hell so they've got to <laughs> win now. this is why i'm looking at it because you cannot move this money around the only way you move this money around and in, 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 in that's why you look at the guaranteed money. That's why I say with the dead cap stuff here, the, the, the 12 and a half, the 16 million, the 11 million um, that, that they're owed, that's stuff money that you've already paid, paid them in guaranteed contract. Um, so you're, you're stuck with it no matter what. The only way to make that better for you is to extend them. Um, does anyone think, let me just tell you the top five, two years from now, remember we're talking two seasons from now, this season, next season. So the 34 third football games plus playoffs. Yes. yes. Do they want to extend Matthew Stafford because uh, he's 50 million against the cap? No. Do they want to extend Aaron Donald at that point? No. Jalen Ramsey? Doubt it. Cooper Cup? Probably not. Maybe if he stays healthy. But I mean, still, we're talking a quarter or a wide receiver. I think he'll be in his 30s by that point. And uh, across the middle. Yeah. And and Leonard Floyd. You want to extend any of those guys to help your cap? about i don't think so so that's why i'm saying the rams i think it was really stupid because they've already made dumb mistakes signing some of these other guys now you're adding aaron donald to the mix who's just gonna destroy you so unless you can draft perfectly which they do have some good drafts uh you're you're kind of shit out of luck and if you're a rams fan and that's tough too because in la they move on real fast. If you're not good, yeah. they'll go on to the next thing. They got the Lakers, they got the Dodgers, City. they got whatever. Um, Ask Jeff Fisher. Exactly. So, I mean, you you got to win a ring this season, maybe the following season, and I don't think they do. But will I mean, uh, boy, you just give him the rock and get the fuck out of the way, huh? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just don't, I just don't understand. I mean, I, I I get what you're saying, and that's pie in the sky thinking as far as. Yeah, we can sit here and quarterback it down the road. Um, but but do you really believe that that's the way that the Rams see this? Do you think that they they see it the way that you just broke it down? Because I think that they see it totally different. And and the way that they see it is, well, yeah, we're going to win this year. Not only might we win it all this year, but we have a generational talent um, in, in that we have at each level, the age of each player keeps, keeps going up. I mean, look at Tom Brady. We talk about, uh, generational players that, that, that really changed the game. I mean, um, Reggie White was 40 years old when he retired. Warren Sapp was 35 years old. So I, my thinking is, is that the Rams look at that the way, um, of look, if, if we get another three solid years of the Aaron Donald that we have this year, we will we will be a game changer and we will be in every game. And they think about uh, Matthew Stafford as well. I mean, if Brady's playing until he's you know uh, going to have his hips replaced, then 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 why can't our guy? Um, you know, I I just think that I I first off I agree with what you're saying, and I don't I don't think the Donald uh, signing was smart either. But I will say this. Um, I think that they have a different mindset and philosophy than what you're saying here. And their mindset and philosophy is clearly, 
we are going to win it all this year for our second time, and then we'll worry about picking up the pieces and the options in year three after that. And here's here's what I love, and I, I you know that's a good point. Maybe that's what they're thinking. That's what they have to be thinking, right? But what I love is what I said earlier. It's all about math. And math yeah. plays so many different ways here. One, they're stuck with this. They can't get out sure. of this in just the salary cap itself. They're also stuck against math. So let's just say Matthew Stafford plays at a good level, competent level, Super Bowl winning level for the next five years. Okay, let's just, we'll just say, okay, the Stafford contract's good. Okay, well, uh, we've seen quarterbacks extend their careers. We've seen some people extend their careers. Okay, well, is a defensive tackle going to do that? Yeah, you said Warren Sapp. You said some people can do it, but statistically, do they typically do that? No. Do do, do cornerbacks typically extend their careers, or do they fall off pretty fast? And Jalen Ramsey, yeah. Wide receivers, yes. Larry Fitzgerald and some people can extend their career, but are they really the guy in their prime? Are they? You know, they've got to be able to adapt. And Cooper Cup has already had injury histories. Okay, he's an all pro who moved to the slot. That's a special situation, exactly. And it's so it's like not only do you have to statistically hit with all these other guys, you've got to you've got to hope they don't get injured. In a league that's right. this physical, and you're, you you're also percent right, and you also have to hope that you draft well because that's the only thing you got. Because well, you can't go get some sexy free agent with with what little money they're going to have. It's a it's a colossal gamble, but we see it time and time again. The Rams aren't the only one playing this game. I mean, let's let, let's talk. I mean, you you can go Denver. You can go. I mean, we can talk about several. I think one thing that you're spot on about is. The Rams think they can win this season. Why? Because they have to, because of the market they're in. They have to be competitive. They have to be flashy. They have to get the attention of their audience. And if they go out and win another ring and they get back to back, which, hey, math plays another factor here. How many teams have gone back to back? Not that many, right? Sure. So we're back to statistics. So they have to win this season and they have a good shot to win this next season. They could run it back. Um, Sure. And that will capture their fans. And maybe maybe that's what they want. They want to win it this season. And if they win it this season, they don't give a shit what happens the next five seasons, right? They don't <laughs> right. care because they're going to be able to pull people into that beautiful stadium week in and week out. And they're going to be able to hang the two banners. And, you know, people are going to remember, God, remember when we were, the, you know, we won those back-to-back titles. I mean, that goes a long ways, especially in that LA. Goes a long way. Um, so maybe that's our goal. I think there's probably half a dozen teams in the league right now who are saying that exact same thing of, hey, damn the consequences. We're all in and it's going to be a hell of a season. You know, the, yeah, everybody's, you know, the Rams biggest problem this season, though. What's that? Tom Brady unretired. Yeah, that is that is true. That is true. <laughs> yep, that'll fuck you up. That is true. <laughs> and, everybody's uh, throwing money around. John, I, I heard they're trying to make. Russell Wilson, the highest paid player of all time. Is that something that's a buzz about Denver? I hope they do that. (laughs) I I hope they do that too. (laughs) I'm kind of in a curious spot as I listen to Denver radio because I'm just, I just flash back to they're in such a similar spot to I've seen in other cities. And they're talking, they think legitimately they're going to get another five to six years out of Russell Wilson, which makes me think like, I don't think so. Like, I, I don't think he's going to make it that far. Um, so if, if they want to, if they really believe that, and again, I'm talking, I'm talking about sports radio guys who presumably do know what they're talking about to an extent. Well, they also have to be not- pumped because it's the first season with them. So they got to, they got to pump this up as much as they can. But I guess I'll ask I'll ask you, Will. Uh, how many more seasons, if you were to gamble, uh, does does Russell Wilson play at an effective level? Uh, you got to define effective level. Are we talking QBR top top ten QBR? Are we talking competitive for an MVP can, or what, what are we talking about? Uh, uh, Leads his lead team uh, to a winning you can, season. You can you can count on him to win a game. So to where he can put if if needed he need, he can put the team on his he's back. He's got a positive. He's got a positive war. So it's it's that, that it's that Russell Wilson where he puts a team on his back when they're down and they probably shouldn't win the game, but he does some miracle throw which he won't have Lockett anymore. Um, if I had to gamble and put it, I'd say probably two, maybe three, but probably I would yeah. bet two two seasons. 
two seasons where he's doing what he's doing now. And the main reason is uh, some of the weapons around him. I love the running backs that he's got behind him. And if they can stick to a running game, that is great. But I don't think he can trust his wide receiver. I don't think Judy can stay healthy. He already shown he can't stay healthy. So, I mean, and and I think I think uh, the the way Russell dropped plays, all charges by the way on Judy dropped all charges yes 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 there's that he's but, back but, he's back but I think the way he plays is as we've seen time and time again Father Time shows you hey you're not going to be able to roll mm-hmm. out of that pocket as fast or as slippery as you used to be mm-hmm. um unless he adapts it's, his game I don't which I don't know if he can at his size and the way he plays I say I say we get two 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 good seasons from him. Um, people, people forget how fast people fall off. I mean, we've seen Tom Brady do what Tom Brady does, Aaron Rodgers, all these guys, but those guys are more traditional quarterbacks or Aaron Rodgers does move around a little bit, but still, even then you can see him limping around out there sometimes, but Russell Wilson, he relies on that. He's got to get in a certain spot in the pocket or be able to bust out. And also, I don't know how motivated the guy is going to be if they make him. if that's what I'm saying. If they make him the highest paid player in the NFL ever, I mean, do you really care much two seasons from now? To put it bluntly, I don't think he deserves it. I, I because you're paying them on future performance. Now, I he, he deserves definitely to be in discussion of the top tier talent. He deserves to get to get paid like that now. But I'm not I'm not just putting on the rose colored glasses if I'm the owner and saying I've got a shiny new toy and I can't wait to to play with it for the next five years. So of course I'll give them the biggest contract ever. I think that's stupid. I think that's how franchises get run into the ground really quickly. And to, to hear people talk about um, Russell Wilson for six to seven years kind of makes me laugh because I, I was thinking three, you said two, I think he could probably squeak out three, but it's like everybody thinks that modern medicine uh, is is able to somehow trump the fact that you got 300-pound guys pounding on you 70 times a game, um, and he's, he's in the AFC West. It's not going to be an easy fight. Every game is going to be a duel, and it's going to be brutal for the next – for the foreseeable future. So it just cracks me up hearing Denver Radio talk about we're going to have – five to six parades between our three teams right now. And I'm thinking you might squeak out one <laughs> and it's probably, it could be the Broncos. Honestly, it's definitely going to be the avalanche, but like the, I don't see the Broncos winning a super bowl. I'm sorry. I just don't. Um, and I, to add on to that, because it is the father's day weekend special, you got to add motivation to these, these players. Think about it. He's got younger kids that are growing up. He's going to get, if they make him the highest, but he's him and Sierra, they already got all the money they need. He's going to have even more money, you know, two years from now, like you're saying, does he, does he, he's like, oh, I just got to get through a couple more seasons uh, and keep my health intact. And then I can walk away from the game. Cause I, I got other things I want to do. I want to hang out with my kids. So two seasons from now, let's say he has some good seasons, but then, you know, he gets a little banged up. Do I really want to go put my body on the line? Not everyone is out there. Like, like some of the quarterbacks. Now, some of these guys are like, we're seeing people, even the younger guys before they even get their contracts now say, Hey, I'm retiring. I'm walking away for health reasons, for uh, spiritual reasons, whatever. Um, so that's, that's another factor into it too. That's actually what I thought about Aaron Donald. And I, I don't care who you are. You're an anomaly if you just won a Super Bowl and you're still very hungry. Yeah. It's it's just human condition. I, th- I think these guys, while they are somewhat superhuman, a lot of them, no matter the sport, if they win a championship, there's not the same drive to, I would say, 95% of the, the athletes. I'm- they want to be in shape and good and ready to go and have their stats. But... It, Aaron Aaron Donald ain't getting knives jabbed at him in the offseason this year. It's just not happening. I mean, I hate to quit. I mean, I love it, but I hate to keep bringing him up. But I mean, isn't that the reason why people are just so amazed by Tom Brady? Because the guy, it's his motivation. The fact that you're already labeled the GOAT and you've had arguably three Hall of Fame careers and you're still there's videos of you still pissed off doing studying tape, being the first one there, doing all this stuff. And you're 20 plus seasons in. It's like people aren't wired like that. People are like, I got all the money. I got a supermodel he, wife. I got unique. my kids. I want to go. I want to go do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's like unique. the but, most, but most players the aren't like that. Mm. There, there are two players I think that are like that. 
And they both have a huge chip on their shoulder because of where they were drafted. The first is Aaron Rodgers, and he's just been full of piss and vinegar ever since the Niners passed on him, and he would drop to 23, whatever. Hell and he's yes. been he's been on a revenge tour since day one. And I think Tom Brady is, to some extent, the same way, being picked so late in the draft. Everything he does is just another added revenge to being picked so late. And, and he also has a drive like nobody else has ever seen. But I think if there's an element of revenge and an element of – of sticking it to the people who didn't draft you, then that helps you get that drive to get the sixth ring, to get the fourth ring, whatever it is. Aaron Donald has been a shiny toy since he was picked. What it was, he was number one overall, number two overall, or something like that. I think it's a different mindset that these guys come in with, that they have a chip on their shoulder. And they kind of that propels them the way it did Jordan, the way it does Kobe, or well, Kobe's a little different, but you know, some of these people, um, that do have the longevity in their careers are angry. And I, and I don't, I don't see Aaron Donald as angry. I don't care where you were picked first or the last pick you got, you're human. You got 50 million in the bank. Let's say you, you, you don't got to do anything the rest of your life. You can walk away. I mean, it's so easy to just be like, okay, peace. Bye. I'm going to go do whatever the hell I want to do the rest of my life. So, I mean, any person that's challenging for, uh, even us, if we had 50 million in the bank, it's like, well, maybe I'm not going to do an episode this week. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm going to go on vacation and, and go do whatever. Uh, not but- only that show up and get yelled at by somebody who makes 10% of what I make. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, do you guys, first off you guys on the Aaron Donald deal, uh, I mean, do you guys believe he's a generational talent or not? Obviously yeah. will you don't. I mean, no, do no. you, do you believe he's a Lawrence Taylor, Reggie white kind of player or not? I think he is, but I think the best days are behind him. I mean, there's, there's a different, I think he, I can't, I'm not putting down what the guy's done. The guy's a beast. The guy, sure. You know, I mean, it doesn't always show up on the stats. I mean, you just watch the tape and they've got to double team him and that throw, you know, that allows other players to do other. I'm not saying what he had, what he's done in the past isn't some of the greatest of all time, no doubt. I'm just saying it, it falls off a cliff real fast, and I think we are at that point. We are at that point. It goes now. Could he prove the- me? Could he prove me wrong? Absolutely, because he's that talented. But I, I, I side on the side, or I stand on the side of like I think it's it's going to be more downhill than uphill. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, the only thing me, me and Chris. We grew up in a place called East Logan County, and back then we'd have some tire I've fires and things. Uh, things would, you know, people would start looking real shiny towards the end of the night, and I think that's what we've got going on in the AFC West right now. Everybody looks real shiny at the end of the night. Everybody's partying, having a good time, and there's a little bit of a honeymoon phase as far as you got your, you know, um, you got your Russell Wilsons of the world, and then of course you got the the, the Vegas that that has all the glitz and glamour and. Everybody's looking real shiny, and then the next morning you wake up and people's got tar on their face, and it's not not such a pretty sight. And that's what the AFC West is, and it's so amazing because it's 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 a beautiful disaster. Because let's be honest, three of those teams that have went all in are going to come up and be pissed because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna they're, no, only one guy can win. I mean, mm-hmm. this is Thunderdome. Yep, there's there's only two men in or one man leaves. So. Somebody is gonna leave with 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 not the shiniest uh, shiniest person at the party next morning. Tar on their face. It's gonna get yep. ugly real quick. Some people are and gonna then, wake up. Then with what's a headache. the contract look like? Yeah. Then what's what's that? What's the old uh, Russell Wilson contract talks like next year when they uh, you know are one and done in the playoffs? Well, that's or, why that's why we want to get it done this year. And to pick yeah, up absolutely to, piggy, absolutely to piggyback off of that, anyone that's thinking about betting some of these futures and stuff like that. You got to remember uh, two things. One, the AFC is way stronger than the NFC this year. They have, we just look at quarterback, quarterback talent. I mean, uh, we were just talking about Denver, you got Kansas City, Oakland, all the, I mean, there's so much quarterback talent in the AFC. It's ridiculous. And it made me a little bit depressed uh, before the schedule was, was released uh, about my Patriots because I'm like, Mac Jones, second year, here we go. This And I'm like, no, the AFC is too loaded. We ain't going to do shit. And yeah. then I saw our schedule and I got a little bit more excited. I think we can make the playoffs. So I, I got a little hope. Um, but the second thing, AFC only has eight home games this season. NFC has nine. 
So betting wise, remember that if you're looking at team team over unders, not only is the AFC a damn gauntlet, but they have less home games this season, which statistically uh, these books don't actually calculate that in. They look at um, strength of schedule and strength of schedule doesn't calculate that you got one extra home game. So a little betting tip, if you're looking at betting some team unders, you want to, you want to bet under AFC teams. Typically I argue if you bet every AFC team under their win total, you'll probably come out profitable. (laughs) Wheels coming in strong tonight. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That's why we bring this guy on. Let's go. He's you coming come back. to PSR and you bring your A game, Will. I, I, I try. It. I try not to disappoint. He <laughs> saved that nugget. He's been holding out on his own, brought it over here, unwrapped it Christmas morning for you to scud your books. I haven't even said it on my own show yet, so yep. you're welcome. Take your man, shove his face in the gutter, and stomp on the back of his head. Bankrupt that son of a bitch with this unbelievable nugget. We're coming. <laughs> What recession? You didn't. We didn't even have to pay for a one nine hundred number to get the gold right there. No, that was awesome. He didn't even have to tell us that next week's picks are free if this one loses. That's exactly <laughs> right. He didn't even call it the five star lock of the century. He just brought the A game. He's got way better ones for that. <laughs> oh, just yeah, wait. five star no, lock of the century. I call that every other day. Yep. He'll be back for the. Uh, He'll be back for the for the uh, what 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 is the word I'm looking for? Bold predictions podcast. Bold <laughs> was actually the word I couldn't think of. Nice. Anyway, d- once again, Ooh. the hour has completely gotten away from us. Will, before we get out of here, I want to get some uh, some parenting some parenting nuggets from you. What is something that you've learned in the 12 years that you're going to use in these? next upcoming years to help you with the two-year-old and the two-month-old? Well, I, so I've thought about this a lot, actually. Um, kid, wow, that's I, a good I, question. Listen, so it, being, you know, we can get a little emotional now, you know, not angry, emotional when we get to sports, we get a little yeah, we emotional. We're talking about our kids. We're talking about this stuff. Um, I understand the people that want to go through life and they don't want to have kids. I totally understand that. But I would argue to them, you don't experience all of life until you have a kid. And that being said, kids are fucking hard. They're, they are hard. It's a huge challenge. You are changing. I was just talking with my wife. Uh, she's like, Hey, um, you know, the, our 12 year old's got this camp this one day. And she's like, are you, you don't work that day. Right. Because you know, it's during her, it ends during nap time. I'm like, Oh, we're planning everything around nap time. You know what I mean? And so it is, it is so challenging, but it is, it is some of the best feelings out there. And one of the weirdest things about being a parent. So I'm, I'm a parent to a 12 year old. She's my stepdaughter. I've been in her life since she was six. And then I've got my, my almost two year old and my two month old. And the one thing that is so interesting about being a parent that I've discovered is obviously you want the best for your children. And when you look at your children, you want, you look at them and it's like, I I want you to be everything good about me and nothing bad. Right. You know, I, I, I want, I want, and, and you, you, that's where parenting comes in. You try to teach them morals. You try to teach them all the things you can teach them, but there's things that you can't teach them. And what I mean by that is you, when you're looking at your kid and the most frustrating thing to me is I'm like, ah, oh, why don't you get this? Why don't you think like me? And it's because even at a, such a young age, they have their own personality. They think the way they think, and you can't change that. And it's so, it's so, I think everyone experiences this, especially new parents without, um, without even knowing it, maybe, you know, at first you're like, why don't you think this? Why don't you do this? Like, I'm telling you this, but you're not getting it. And it's not just the fact that because they're two, they don't understand it. It's because their brain, their, their whole personality there it's, it's, and I'm experiencing that with my second son now is like, he's totally like, they look alike. They do the same mannerisms. I'm like, Oh my God, you guys are almost twins. You could definitely tell your brothers, but they've got, he's already starting to develop his own personality and it's so crazy and bizarre and it's fun. And it's like, you just got to accept as a parent, they're not you, they're their own person. You know, that's, it's hard to understand that and grasp that. And it's so beautiful. And so all you do is parent, teach them some morals, teach them some values, and then let them be who they're going to be. Holy shit. The nuggets. That was better than the football stuff, dude. <laughs> I told you we're getting deep. We're going to get a little deep. 
Yeah. There's no, you can't follow that. I'm just going to wrap up the show. (laughs) Thank you everyone for listening. There are more and more of you all the time. It's so encouraging to see that you like what we're doing here. If you enjoy this show, please consider giving us five-star review on Apple, Google, whatever weird platform you're getting us on. Everything is interaction-based. That's how you climb the charts and get noticed. These reviews are working. We're seeing them. And so is the algorithm. I see the bars moving every day. Eric, don't forget to let them know that you want to be part of a great sports community. You want just to talk sports. in there. You want sports picks. Whatever you want to do. You like hanging out with people every day with daily live chats. You want to just know the news that the that the ESPN, the Fox Sports, they're not going to tell you. You want the hot takes, the real hot takes. You got to go over to gameon.locals.com. That is gameon.locals.com. Free to join. Come hang out with us. We got a great group of not not just sports gamblers, a great group of sports fans. If you're a sports fan and you're not over at gameon.locals.com, you're doing yourself a disservice. Come check it out. It's free. What do you got to lose? I mean, how great is this guy? You could write that in your review because if you write words, that helps even more. You could write uh, that host guy is fantastic or that guest they had was amazing. I'm going to actually be a good parent now. Uh, It doesn't (laughs) matter what you type as long as the little Matrix bots come by tonight and see some text in there. It's all positive for us. You can follow us at Patriots Pod on Twitter, Patriot Sports Now on the Instagram, and Patriot Sports on Facebook. Don't forget to check out our golf podcast, Plus Money Golf, and follow those guys over at PSR Golf on the Twitter. You can find Chris on the Twitter and Instagram at PSR Producer. You can find me on those things at PSR Host Guy. John is too cool for social media, and Coach is too set in his ways to learn a platform other than Facebook. We're not even going to get him on this messaging app, FYI. So that just is what it is. Until next time, be good to each other. Chris, kick that outro music. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.